Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Hi, and welcome back to the Don'ts with the Small Stuff. Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Hey, before we begin with our new series today, let's go ahead and take our golden pause. So wherever you are, sit comfortably. If you're seated Indian style on the floor, just lean back against something and roll your shoulders back so that your heart is open. Place your palms open on your lap. And if you're seated in a chair, be sure to uncross your legs and do the same. Roll your shoulders up and back so your heart is open. You're seated upright and your palms are open on your lap and close your eyes. And just begin to breathe with me. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of your breath. On the exhale, just release, relax, and let go. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, release, relax, and sink in a little bit deeper. And taking a deep breath in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of your breath. On the exhale, just let go of any tension you feel. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, go ahead and place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, And spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you think of that one thing, breathe in golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. And exhale and release and let go of what doesn't serve you. And filling your heart and filling your mind and filling your entire body with pure golden gratitude Exhale, release, and relax. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, release and sink in a little bit more. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to every cell of your being. On the exhale, Allow that gratitude to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And breathing in pure golden gratitude again, allow it to wash over you again like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And one last time as you breathe in that golden gratitude to every cell of your being, on the exhale, Go ahead and open your eyes. Ah, taking a golden pause. What a beautiful thing to just pause in peace. Find that peaceful center inside. Pause in your gratitude. It's basically, it's 10 deep breaths, placing your hand on your heart. 
And it's just noticing one small thing you're grateful for. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. All right, everyone. Let's talk about the gifts that come from grief and loss. That is my series today. I know it's a tough topic. Nobody wants to think that there's gifts in grief. Nobody wants to invoke or invite or embrace grief. But I want to first say that grief is not the enemy. Grief is the friend. Grief comes at a time in our lives when we're going through loss. It's an emotional response to loss. That's what grief is. It doesn't stay. It's not a long time friend. It doesn't stay forever. It changes. It could be the reminder to us to stay awake to our feelings. I know for myself, I didn't know too much about grief when I first lost Richard, when Richard died. I didn't really understand what was going to be involved in it. I lost grandparents and aunts and uncles and a couple of high school friends that I loved, and I did grieve them, but it was different than losing a spouse, losing somebody truly, truly significant to my life. The greater the love that you have for somebody and the greater position that they are in your world, the place that they take up, the space that they occupy in your world, in your relationship, the greater the loss. That's why it is considered that losing a spouse and, or losing a child are the two greatest losses. Now, that's not to say that losing our parents and losing our pets and going through loss of all kinds isn't a great loss. They all are. And there isn't a hierarchy of feelings and loss, but it's really just how significant of a role is that person in your life. So one of the things that most people feel in grief is that when those waves of grief come, they're going to get sucked under and they're not going to be able to come up for air. It's a very common fear that everyone has in grief. But if you allow yourself to go into those waves, into the deepest way possible when it's there, when it's present, when you're feeling it, what ends up happening is you go through a process every single time of following the thread into the feeling and then releasing that from your body. If you think in terms of getting energy out of your body, I found that grief was a built-up kind of energy that would happen. It was a built-up energy of sadness that emotion would build up in me, and I would have to allow myself to lay on the floor and allow my body to shake and allow my body to release through crying, through tears, through screaming, sometimes through hysterical laughter. It didn't matter how the energy came out. I just knew that it had to come out. 
One of the things I discovered very early on in grief was that there was a gift in the relationship that I developed with my body. What I mean by that is my body had this language that it would speak to me. And that language would say, I had a tummy ache. I would develop a really strong stomach ache. And if I developed this stomach ache and I finally realized that if I allowed myself to cry more, I didn't get this stomach ache. And the body taught me also that the great gift of releasing emotion was all the serotonin and the beautiful endorphins that come afterwards, the feelings of peace and bliss that came after I expelled such deep sadness and sorrow. I actually felt these feelings akin to deep peace and bliss. The sense of oneness with humanity came. I would lay on the floor and I would realize, oh my God, how does anybody get through this without all the emotional tools that I had in my tool belt? How do they do it? And I would think, I have to witness this. I have to witness this process. And I did. And, you know, Joan Didion wrote this beautiful book, A Year of Magical Thinking. I didn't even have to read it to know what it said because I realized what she meant was a year of magical thinking the first year after her husband died. You know, in a lot of ways, we have what's called widow's brain when we lose a spouse. Our brain gets very foggy and everything it gets a jumble. Our memory isn't as good. Um, I've def- I definitely felt this initially in my grief the first year or two. And, But there's this other thing that happens. And you begin to see things and notice things because of your heightened sensitivity. And because of your heightened awareness... It is something that we call that awakened state. And that's what I think Joan Didion went through that year of magical thinking and awakened state. The heart is shattered. The heart is broken. The heart hurts. But the body and the human element of you wants to survive. Survival is of the utmost importance to our soul, no matter what we go through in this life, if it is not our time to leave this earth, then survival is what we, or what we all go to in times of deep bereavement, especially in the beginning. But what is beautiful about this awakening feeling, and I remember in my journal I remember I would journal every day and it was just a natural process for me to journal all of my emotions. There was so much going on in my head, so much I was afraid of in that first year of grief. I had so much fear without my husband present and I would journal and I'd empty out. And then in my journal one day I was like, oh my God, I have been heartbroken open. I have been heartbroken open to living awake, 
awake to what it really means to be alive. Alive and feeling. We choose this human form because we want the physicality. We want to know what joy is. We want to know even what suffering is. Why? Because in our formless state, we don't have those things. But our choosing of this human form or choosing of this time on earth is such a short, short time compared to eternity. It's such a short stay here. And so we need to get the most out of it. It is a journey of life. It is a process of life. It is not a destination. The destination happens when we transition back to eternity forevermore. So this time, this time in our lives, this short time period, if you're going through grief, just know that I've done this series to give you hope that there are gifts in loss. There are gifts in this process of healing. It's not anything any of us invite, but once it's here, what are you to do? What are you to do but to embrace this new time in your life? What are you to do but to acknowledge your feelings and acknowledge this change? What are you to do but heal and grow and find those gifts in this time? This time that is considered very much the dark night of the soul for very many people. But you've got to look for light. You've got to look for hope. And believe me, I have sat in the darkest caves of Belize, in the womb of the mother's earth in these caves, and it is pitch black in those caves. And I have sat there with my eyes open, and I have still seen light. Why? Because light is within us. We literally light the world up with our soul light. We literally light the world up with what shines through us. And your light, if you're grieving, will shine again. And your light can shine brightly even in loss. But do know that you must open to the process of healing. You must open to the possibility that this loss has come to you, for you, as a gift of awakening. I'm going to stop there and I'm going to say that each episode is going to share a special gift and I will be bringing some very special interviews this series. And so just keep a lookout for each different episode. And if you're in grief, I would love to share with you that I have come up with a new program called 21 Days of Healing with Grief and Grace, 21 Days of Grieving with Grace with Christine Carlson. It's $21 and you get a video from me in your inbox every single day that is inspiration for your healing, inspiration to embrace your grief in a way that also invokes grace. Thank you so much for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff. This is Christine Carlson. Christine is thrilled to announce that her book, Heartbroken Open, has been made into a lifetime movie starring Heather Locklear in her comeback to television. 
Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, The Christine Carlson Story, premieres at Lifetime on October 16th. Read the real story, a true page turner, and get your copy of Heartbroken Open at Amazon and ChristineCarlson.com.